Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. The literal lead story of today, in every way, in every way, is that a quarterback walked out of his retreat after four days. That's where we are. That's the lead story in sports in America today. That is... You despise Aaron Rodgers. Just I don't, go ahead and call I don't, it what it is. You there, despise there, him. There are very, and I'm not talking about the football player. Yeah. I'm talking about the character. No, there are very few people in this world that I would characterize as despising. Mm-hmm. There's probably two or three. Aaron Rodgers is not somebody that I despise. Mm-hmm. What I get annoyed by and what I have trouble tolerating are people that act as if They are smarter and more enlightened than everyone else, but in actuality, they're really not. You know, it's the the ones who generally are smarter and more enlightened don't have to tell you that they are. Yeah. You know, you can see it. Mm -hmm. I can acknowledge that I know people, I know millions of people who are infinitely smarter than I am, but they don't have to tell me that they are. Everything in Aaron Rodgers' way has to show that. Those are the people I get aggravated by. Mm-hmm. And they're, especially, I've seen it and covered it in sports. There have been a few over the years. And in the end, I have been proven right. And that will happen again with this nut bar. Well, here's the thing. People are trying to figure out, is the juice worth the squeeze in terms of waiting on A-Rod to make up his mind? And to that, I would say... Things ain't trending in the right direction in terms of his career arc, right? Think about what his teams have done over the past three years, is it? I mean, you had the NFC Championship game at home. You lost that. You had the divisional round game at home when you had the number one seed. You lost that to the San Francisco 49ers, who didn't score a touchdown on offense. Then, this past year, you didn't even make the playoffs. Carlin, it's not going in the right direction. You had an opportunity to punch your ticket to the postseason week 18 at home against the division rival in the Detroit Lions who at kickoff had nothing to play for, and you lost that game. So when we start trying to assign blame for while the pack, why the Packers underachieved in 2022, who's at the top of that list? Aaron Rodgers is at the top of that list. And, Chris, this is my problem. Like, we could talk about who I like and who I don't like or whatever – I would at least last year be able to acknowledge before last season, well, the guy's an amazing player. Yeah. He's phenomenal. He's a great, great player. Right now, if you're taking on Aaron Rodgers at $60 million, you're a sucker. You are a <laughs> sucker. And you are somebody that is not going to win. You are simply bringing in a player who is well past his prime, who does not make the juice worth the squeeze, as they say, and he's only going to cause you headaches. That's it. 
It's not worth it. He's not anywhere near the player that he used to be. He's old. He's basically toast. And you're paying $60 million for toast. And then potentially trading away assets to get him to help you win now. If you do that based on what he has done before in years where he has been a dynamic player and you are hoping to recapture that, you're out of your mind and you are trying to catch a lightning in a bottle with a star that has long since faded. And he's also a player that's been flirting with retirement openly for the past several off-seasons. So you could be trading for a guy, paying him $60 million in 2023, and he decides to retire before 2024. Think about that. You're and a what, sucker! And what the Green Bay Packers would be asking for, Carlin, it ain't going to be nothing. You no. know what I'm saying? You're talking about first-round pick plus. So that type of investment for a player, you damn well better win now, and I'm not sure that Aaron Rodgers is a win-now quarterback anymore. I'm just not. If you go and bring him in, you're a Sucker! Sucker! And you deserve what you so get. So this is rounders with Matt Damon? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If, if anybody who the Packers are talking to, they'll be able to spot the sucker within 20 seconds. <laughs> Boy. Oh, my god! Canty, we got to get to Lamar Jackson because we, as much as we have talked about his future and where he ends up, I, I do think that there is a much more interesting subplot to this that has not been discussed. Mm. And that is, depending on where he goes – and what the Baltimore Ravens would get in return in a trade, because that's where I believe we're headed here. They are going to be in a complete rebuild mode. And when you go and look at all of the moves they have made the last few years, they have not been to rebuild anything. It is trade for Roquan Smith and re-sign him. It is sign Marcus Williams last year to a major contract, $70 million, 37 guaranteed. They have not done anything with the thought of retooling and trying to put themselves in a position for the longer term. They have done it with the idea of winning now. And if you're trading away Lamar Jackson, what you are saying is we are completely turning around as a franchise and have to adjust where we are. Well, Lamar Jackson sent another message to the Baltimore Ravens with a tweet this week saying, no matter how much love you show, it'll never be enough. And, and, and Carlin, I got I to gotta say, it feels like the relationship between Lamar and the Ravens has soured to the point where it's irreparable. And that's a scary spot to be if you're Baltimore because you really don't have any leverage when it comes to how this is all going to play out. Sure, you can apply the exclusive franchise tag and, and keep Lamar from talking to the other teams, but Lamar doesn't have to talk to any other teams to know what's out there for him. There will be a team that's willing to give him a fully guaranteed contract north of what Deshaun Watson got or somewhere in the zip code of what Deshaun Watson got if he doesn't play another down in the National Football League. So all he has to do is sit back and wait. Now it's just a matter of how long will Baltimore wait before they make the subsequent move and decide that they're going to trade him. Is this going to be a stalemate all offseason to the point where Lamar would be forced to sit out to 2023? I mean, that doesn't hurt anybody but Baltimore, right? Because we saw Deshaun Watson sit out for an entire year. Did it hurt his value? No. We saw Le'Veon Bell sit out an entire year. Did it hurt his value? Well, he found his sucker. Well, Well, my point is, you're talking about a 26-year-old MVP quarterback that's already won a road playoff game, and it's quarterbacked his team to the playoffs four of the five seasons he's been a starter. And, Carlin, the only year that they didn't go to the playoffs, it's because they lost a Week 18 finale to a rival in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Otherwise, it would be five for five. So I'm saying all of that to say this. 
because of the scarcity of quarterbacks and not having enough quality quarterbacks to go around, Lamar Jackson is going to get his bag. It's just a matter of if the Ravens are going to be willing to acquiesce to what he wants or not. And here's the problem with that. He's going to get it, so you have no leverage as an organization. And so there's no incentive for Lamar to sign a franchise tag. Hell, there ain't even no incentive for Lamar Jackson to pick up his phone unless you're calling him with a fully guaranteed contract for about a quarter of a billion dollars. Canty, I have the I call BS on this quote uh, from Todd Munkin, the Ravens offensive coordinator this week. I count on Eric and John. They're best in the business. They're going to take care of anything that has to do with any player not just Lamar. Sure, any player that's part of a roster where you're going into, you have an interest of what the roster is going to look like. But ultimately, I want to be someplace where structure, organization, great on defense, from top to bottom, everybody I talked to said, you want to be a Baltimore Raven. You want to be a part of that organization moving forward. And I want to be with Lamar Jackson, and I don't want to have to recruit anymore. Yeah. (laughs) That's what Todd Munkin did. Yeah, plus I'm getting a lot more money being the OC for the Ravens than I am being the OC for the Georgia Bulldogs. Exactly. And and I I can't believe for a moment that Todd Munkin wouldn't want to go there because Lamar Jackson is there. And now he's not going to be. I don't there, there is, Listen, there is an, no going it's, back. It's, By the way, a little bit of breaking news to what you just said a second ago, and that's Lamar Jackson has now gone private on Twitter. Wow. He has now gone private, so you have to be approved to be able to follow Lamar Jackson, who had 1.1 million followers prior to it's, that. It's an ominous sign for the Baltimore Ravens when your new offense coordinator hasn't been in touch with your MVP quarterback. And we talked to Jamison Hensley earlier, who covers the Ravens for ESPN, and he said Lamar's going to stay away and be radio silent from anybody in the organization until this contract situation gets resolved. Carlin, I think we've now gotten to a threshold where this potentially won't get resolved by the Baltimore Ravens, even if they decide that they want to offer him a fully guaranteed deal. Because now, with the application of the franchise tag, which we're all anticipating over the next couple of weeks, Lamar Jackson can dictate where he wants to go. Remember, you can't trade a player that's on the franchise tag until the player actually signs the franchise tag. So, so there's no leverage for the Baltimore Ravens to be able to move Lamar Jackson to a team that he doesn't approve because he's got to sign the tag in order for the trade to go through. So the, tr- the, the franchise tag that's unsigned in essence serves as a de facto no-trade clause. Th- think about how that worked out for Deshaun Watson when he had a no-trade clause. He was able to command a $230 million fully guaranteed contract. Never seen before in the NFL history. And calling the other part about that contract, the way that it was structured, paid minimal penalty last year for the games that he was suspended. Yeah, let me translate all of that. Congratulations to the Ravens. You played yourselves. Shout out to my man Ebro at Hot. Hot 97's very own. But listen, that's where they're at right now. Because they didn't get this deal done sooner rather than later, Lamar Jackson's going to have a chance to choose where he wants to go. And if you're the New York Jets, man, you need to be trying to hit anybody that's in his inner circle and say, hey, bro, don't do anything with Baltimore because whatever they're talking about, we can do better. And, oh, by the way, you can play in the largest market in the world. And you have a team that can support you more so than any other potential destination that might be on the table. Think about it. The Jets have a top-five defense in yards and points. They got Garrett Wilson, who was Offensive Rookie of the Year. They got Brees Hall, who's an outstanding young running back coming off an injury. Their offensive line needs some work, but if they come back healthy, that's a solid group. 
you feel good about the pieces. You've got some cap space. You've got draft. Listen, man, this team is ready to compete. Carlin, in last year's season, the Jets averaged 10 points a game in the losses that they had. If they were just league average in terms of scoring in those games, they would have been 12-5 and and in the postseason. That's how close the Jets are. If you put Lamar Jackson on this team, not only are you talking about a team that's going to get into the playoffs, you're talking about a team that's going to be playing in the championship rounds. Woody, you want your star? There's your star. Not the has-been who's going to cost you $60 million and is looking for enlightenment. The 26-year-old that gives you 10 years of runway in terms of him being in his prime. Yeah, go after that guy. Unbelievable. Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits, and one of the country's top workplaces. Come join our growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers. Apply online today. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speaker as well. Up next, what do we like to do, Canty? We like to make people money. So we will tell you with the NBA about to start back up tonight whether you got a good bet or a bad bet. That's next. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply it's demon time on prize picks where you can now win up to 100 times your money that's right 100 times your money With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com slash Greenberg and use code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com slash Greenberg, code Greenberg, for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, Carlin, we've firmly established that you can't fit in my sport coat. That's correct. That, that is a fact now. I don't even know how that's possible. 
Well, uh, listen. I guess the, the, the dimensions. Is, it's the dimensions up top. I mean, obviously, I I carry a lot more of my muscle up above, and I know that these aren't your playing days anymore. But God, you've let yourself go. For the wow, time. really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, listen. I, wow. No, it wasn't the, good. The weight it, distribution is just a little bit different. Can't, well, and here's the problem. Okay, <laughs> I put on your sport coat, and you do. Have a very good fit. I would contend that that was a European cut, and you didn't tell me that in advance. It's not a European <laughs> cut. I, I don't know. It's That's what like Michael Scott said when he wore a woman's suit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it's not that. I'm not anyway, Prince. If you want to, even see though it, this is a color that Prince would wear. Yeah. Somebody tweeted at me and says, "I look like I'm about to serve Charlie Murphy some pancakes." You look dynamite, man. <laughs> From the Chappelle Show. You look good. Oh, Game. It, it Blouses. Is, it is an amazing, amazing suit. I love the way well, it looks. Listen, uh, the only reason I wore it is because Lewis Riddick said I could pull it off. Yeah. I told Lewis, because I've worn this suit before and I didn't feel great about it, which is why I wasn't sure if I would ever wear it on TV. And then Lewis Riddick gave me the confidence yesterday. Yes, we can. Yes, yeah. you should. One of, my, one of my biggest problems when it comes to this, and I used to wear a suit every day. I did TV for a long time. Uh-huh. Is that the weight distribution is now all in my gut. Mm-hmm. All in my gut. I suffer from a, a, an ugly disease known as no acetal. <laughs> with it all in my belly, I used to think, you know what? I don't carry three bills too badly. Uh-huh. Now, I carry three bills pretty badly. Uh, I do. Uh, yeah. No, it's, it's okay. You're pleasantly plump. It's okay. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. <laughs> you got to know who you are. <laughs> oh, God, I hate that phrase. One of the biggest 2023 hiring challenges is standing out to top talent. Break through the clutter and attract the most qualified candidates for your team with ZipRecruiter's matching technology. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. By the way, if you want to see me trying on Canty's sport jacket, and trust me, you do. You can do so on my Instagram at that guy Carlin. Fat um, guy in a little coat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get to it. A little good bet, bad bet. Hit it, boys. We've got the odds. What are the odds? Now it's your turn to decide. May the odds be ever in your favor. Is that a good bet or a bad bet? All right. So what we tell you here is we are given a particular proposition over a team or player, and we will tell you whether that is a good bet or a bad bet. Cam Pratt is here to host the program. All right, boys, let's start with this. The Bucks, half a game back of the Celtics in the East, are plus 190 to win the East and make the NBA Finals. That's only behind the Celtics, who are plus 135. So, Carlin, Bucks at plus 190, is that a good bet or a bad bet to make the Finals? <laughs> I mean, it's a good bet to make the finals. There's not great value there. I'd like to see that more a little north of two. But because I do think ultimately the Celtics are the best team. Mm-hmm. But I can't sit here and tell you that's an awful bet. That is a, a relatively solid good bet. I don't know. I think you need to have a little more juice before you can call it a solid or a good bet, especially with the Giannis injury. I'm a little bit leery about what's going to happen, the timeline and the return like for that, that wrist bad, thing. Though. Well, they, listen, they said he's not going to come back until it's pain-free, Carlin. I, I, you just don't know what's going to happen with that. And plus, you couple that with the way that the Sixers have been playing. I don't know, man. I, I just I, I don't feel good about plus 190. I need to have a little more juice before I can call that a good bet. Next. 
All right, Kevin Durant set to make his debut next week. The Suns right now, plus 230 to make the NBA Finals in the West. That is the best in the conference, Chris Canty. Is that a good bet? Or a no, it ain't a good bet, man. With Chris Paul and Kevin Durant's recent injury history, how can you call that a good bet? I mean, Chris Paul seems to get injured every single postseason at the most inopportune time. And then KD, since the Achilles injury, has missed time in every single season. So it feels like it's just a matter of time before the shoe drops and one of these guys is going to be out for an extended period of time. I don't want to wish that on these guys because I'm excited about seeing them all play together in the desert, what that could be with CP3 and KD, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. But Carlin, to say that plus 230, they're the best in terms of odds to, to make the finals out of the West, I just don't feel that. You know what that is? That's buying the hype right there. That That's what Vegas did at plus 230. That's buying the hype. And or is that, find, fi- is that finding suckers? Yeah, well, yeah. Listen, that you're right. That's not a good bet. It, it, it's it's not just not. Bet. With everything that's happened here uh, in the last few weeks, and look at the Western Conference, I don't speak confidently about anyone really right yeah. now because I think they're, you know, the West is kind of back. You know, it wasn't all that long ago where the West was dominant for so long, Chris, and now all of a sudden that talent seems to be shifting back there. It seems awfully strange when I look at Denver and Memphis who are at the top of the Western Conference. I don't trust either one of them to get to the NBA Finals. I don't trust the Suns to get to the NBA Finals. Just who the hell can you trust in the the West? We'd agree, though. They're all good teams. We just don't trust them. I just don't trust them. That's amazing. There's nobody that you would really look at and say, yeah, they're getting there. That's, yeah. that's no problem. I would jump on them. That's a bad bet. Next. Speaking of the Nuggets, this one might be all about value. Wouldn't you believe it? Nikola Jokic is minus 300 to win his third straight MVP. Carlin, would you bet a fortune on that? knowing that you'd get a little bit of return since it's minus 300. Is that a good bet or a bad bet? So what you're telling me is, would I bet $300 to win $100 on Nikola Jokic? Sure. Out of principle, I would not. (laughs) Even though he's going to win at at minus 300, like, what's my return? Like, I want to at least have a little bit of intrigue to whether or not the guy's going to win it, and then I want to get rewarded for having faith. There's neither of those things coming to me in that bet. That's a bad bet, only because it's minus 300. Yeah, Nikola Jokic is off the charts. I mean, the guy is averaging a triple-double. I think he's got 20 of them on the season. It's unbelievable what he's doing. But, Carlin, I'm over Jokic winning MVPs without having the success in the postseason. We ain't seen this guy in a conference final since he started winning MVPs. At some point, MVP means you get your team to the championship rounds, and he ain't been able to do it in the last couple of years. If he doesn't do it this year, I'm all out on Nikola Jokic being an MVP caliber player. And beyond that, if you're starting a team, is Nikola Jokic one of the five players that you would start your team with in the NBA? Probably not. That's my point. Probably not. And and here's the other problem, though. I basically just told you that I'm not okay with a 30% return on my money over a two-month period. You have a problem. (laughs) You have a problem. (laughs) You buying junk bonds? I actually actually just thought maybe I should go home and take a good chunk of that 401k and throw it on Yoko's. Next. Joel Embiid, second in uh, the odds on Sears Sportsbook at plus 425. Looking like Jokic has this one locked up. How about the Warriors? Tough season for them so far. No odds on Sears Sportsbook for this since it's the next couple years. We'll call it even odds, Chris Canty, that the Warriors' dynasty 
is over. Would you say that's a good bet or a bad bet? They won't win another chip with this core. No, that's a bad bet, and I'm not sold that the Golden State Warriors can't win this year. It sounds like Steph Curry is going to be back sooner rather than later with that injury. So, yeah, this is a team that has championship DNA, and they've demonstrated that over the course of the last decade or so. So why would I bet against them when they are the reigning defending champs? Well, because they really have been out of sync all year. That That's why, and that's where my problem is here. I I don't know that it's a great bet. Uh, it's hard for me to go against the. They are a team, Canty, that I will say this. You're going to tell me they're dead, show me the body. That's the point, because yeah. if they get into a playoff series against any of these other teams in the West, can you confidently pick one of those other teams older Golden State if everybody well, on Golden State is healthy? We, we if just everybody is healthy. We just established I can't confidently exactly. pick anybody right now. That's my point. So, yeah, listen. I guess it's a decent bet. I'm saying that's a bet. No, you're saying Warriors Dynasty is over? That's a bad bet. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying Warriors Dynasty over is a bad bet. Yes. Yeah, that's a bad bet. I got it confused, shockingly. All right. Any more, Cam? Cam? One more. We got no. the Lakers having an even worse and more messy season than the Warriors. We'll see how this last third of the season goes. They are plus 145 to make the playoffs, Chris Carlin. Is that a good bet or a bad bet? Plus 145 to make the playoffs. Now, when you say make the playoffs, you're talking about the play-in? I believe so, yes. about winning to get into the I believe play-in? getting into the top 10. Yeah, if it's to get into the top 10, then yes, I would say that's a good bet. If it's, you know, I would even say... Say it, because it's true. Yeah, it's a good bet that they would make the playoffs. They're going to get yeah. in the playoffs. And I'm going to I'm gonna call make the playoffs, because, Cam, I actually do think, I had this discussion last year with somebody, I actually do think it's win in the play-in to get into the top eight. Yeah, that yeah. would that, make that's sense. That's how yeah. it's characterized as the playoffs, because they don't technically characterize the play-in tournament as playoffs. So, yes, I would say plus 145. Yeah, the Lakers are a pretty good bet. Good bet. Don't at me. I'm a Lakers fan. I might be a little bit biased, but with the moves that they made, it feels like the pieces fit better around LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So I think this is a good bet. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, the college basketball season heating up, and that means the Wendy's Wooden Watch has begun. Go to ESPN.com, search Wooden Watch for the list of Wooden Award nominees to watch as this season rolls on. Detroit Mercy's Antoine Davis is back in action tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+, Plus, as he chases Pete Maravich's NCAA all-time career scoring record. Greeny, brought to you by Wendy's, two for six bucks. The best deal in fast food. Up next, Eric Bieniemy speaks for the first time since moving to Washington. You'll hear it on Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com.
Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I think that Eric Bieniemy also recognized that maybe it was time for him to move on. I don't hear many of his players come out talking about how great he is. They, they give him cursory like compliments or whatnot, but I don't ever hear anybody say that this team could work because of him. Life has never been fair. Has it been fair to Eric Bieniemy so far trying to get a job as a head coach? No, but hopefully he can be successful in Washington and he'll finally get an opportunity to become a head coach. We're going to hear from Eric Bieniemy in just moments. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny coming to you from the seaport, brought to you by Gray Goose. In just 30 seconds, Mr. Canty has got a green list for you that you're going to want to hear when it comes to the new head coaches. If you're still overpaying for a razor in this economy, that's just gross. With Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top-shelf shave at a regular shelf price. Dollar Shave Club, available at a store near you in the men's razor aisle. That's it. That's the ad. Canty and Carlin in for a greenie on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. Canty has a green list. What is the green list's topic today? Carlin, the green list is the head coaches, the new head coaches in the National Football League, coaches that were hired during this cycle in 2023, and how much success they are going to have in their tenures with their new squads. Are we ready? I'm ready to roll. Number five. Jonathan Gannon. All you needed to hear was the interaction that he had with Rondell Moore when they first met. That's how the NFL is going to pass by Jonathan Gannon all season in 2023 and probably 2024. The only reason it's not going to happen in 2025 is because he ain't going to be the damn head coach. If I was a player in that locker room, I would have zero confidence that this guy knows what the hell he's doing and that he can put me in positions to be successful. Shots. Explosives. Explosives. Number four. D'Amico Ryans with the Houston Texans. Now, this is in no way, shape, or form a reflection on D'Amico. It's more about the situation that he's walking into. They have fired, hired and fired head coaches each of the last two years. And it's not a good situation where you have that much turnover and you're not giving the new guy enough runway to get the problems that they have fixed. And make no mistake about it, it's systemic when it comes to the Houston Texans. It starts with owner Cal McNair, and it goes from there. They've got to find a way to be more functional. The one thing I will say that D'Amico Ryans has going in his favor is that they do have the second overall pick, which means they are going to get a difference maker at the quarterback position in this draft, whether it be C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. 
and he's got a six-year contract. So that means that he's going to have a chance to get this franchise on solid footing. Number three. Sean Payton. With Sean Payton, breaking news, and this may affect how you evaluate him right here, Mm. Vance Joseph just announced returns to the Broncos as their defensive coordinator. Love it, because Vance Joseph is a hell of a coordinator. I know our very own Rex Ryan threw his hat in the ring. I didn't think that Sean Payton could go wrong with either one of those candidates. So I, I like the hire, but I like Sean Payton for this team because defensively they've been solid for the past decade. The issues have come on the offensive side of the ball, and last year was a reflection of that. In 15 Russell Wilson starts, you're talking about this team only scoring north of 16 points five times. That's a problem. Wow. That is a problem. Now, with Sean Payton, since 2006, Carlin, his offenses have averaged 392 yards per game, which is first in the NFL during that span. And they've averaged 27.6 points per game, which is second during that span. The Denver Broncos last year averaged 325 yards of offense per game, which is good for 21st. And they averaged a whopping 16.8 points per game in, 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 in on offense, which is 32nd. So Sean Payton being there brings instant credibility, and he's a figure that players can buy into in terms of him providing a path for them to be successful week in, week out. Just ask Drew Brees, because that's exactly what happened. Number two. Shane Steichen with the Colts. And this is more about what the Colts have as opposed to what we saw from Shane Steichen, even though we must acknowledge that the Philadelphia Eagles got things turned around in 2021 when Shane Steichen took over play-calling duties from Nick Sirianni. That's when they formed an identity around Jalen Hurts in the run game, and it only built from there in 2022. He's proven that he can do that in terms of play design and sequencing, which is an art, not a science in the NFL. You couple that with the fact that they have a top five pick and could potentially get a quarterback in the draft, and they have a defense with playmakers on all three levels. DeForest Buckner up front, Darius Leonard if he comes back healthy at the linebacking score, and Stephon Gilmore and Kenny Moore, both Pro Bowl corners. I feel good about what the Indianapolis Colts can get done in the Steichen era of things, and they also play in the AFC South which is not exactly a world-beater division. Number one. That would be Frank Wright with the Carolina Panthers. Speaking of divisions that aren't world-beaters, is there any division that's worse than the NFC South? No. No. It's absolutely awful. And that's saying something when I can't even think about the AFC South. In that Carlin, how many quarterbacks discussion. did the Carolina Panthers start last year? Uh, 17. Yeah, it feels like that, right? Yeah. The likes of Philip Walker and Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Mm -hmm. And yet this team came a fourth quarter in Tampa away from beating the Buccaneers and winning the division title and being in the postseason. They've got a top 10 pick. They've got some flexibility in terms of what they can do with some moves to create cap space. If If you look at the coaching staff that Frank Reich is assembling, it's a pretty damn good one. I feel good about that, the prospects of what the Carolina Panthers could be. They just got to figure out the quarterback situation. But here's what they got going for them. Nobody in their division has figured out the quarterback situation. Yeah. So I I like the Carolina Panthers. I think they're in a good spot, and I like their head coach. Okay. I I agree with you. Really really quickly, is Frank Wright the best coach in the NFC South right now? Arthur Smith, Dennis Allen, and Todd Bowles. Is yeah, he is clearly absolutely. the best coach in the division. Absolutely he is. And I've never been the biggest Frank Reich fan, but I believe he is. Absolutely. At least he's been to the playoffs a couple of times. Yeah, we're not setting the bar terribly yeah. high. Canty, I, my question here about the Panthers is, 
something that uh, is based in what you have talked about. Is Brian Burns going to be a Carolina Panther on opening day? Because <sighs> something that you have pitched is that the Panthers would trade up to get from, are they at seven right now? Are they at nine. seven or they're nine? At nine? They're at nine. So in order to get their quarterback, if they believe that Bryce Young is their guy and they want to get to number one, would they trade this year's first, next year's first, and Brian Burns to the Chicago Bears to get to that number one spot? I, I got to tell you, I love that trade for both sides. I love that trade so much, I want to marry it for both sides. I think it's great. The only thing I would say is, when you're Carolina, you are giving up a high, high level pass rusher. He's a premier edge rusher, but how good is he if you don't, how, how much good is he to you? Based on what you're going to have to pay him if you don't have a franchise if you quarterback. you can't score. That's the point. Yeah, look, listen. Edge rusher is the second most important position in football. The most important position in football is quarterback. You don't have one of those guys. Now, the thought is that there are three quarterbacks in this draft that could command a top 10 pick, and anybody else that goes in the top 10 could be a reach. So Anthony Richardson is a guy that a lot of people are projecting to go in the top 10. I'm not sure what the Panthers' evaluation on him is, but I'm just saying that he seems like more of a project, more of an uncertainty than the other prospects coming out. So if you're Carolina, why not move to the top of the draft and have your pick of quarterbacks? That, that has been something that has eluded you since Cam Newton. You've got to find that guy, and then once you get that guy, you can build out around him. The other thing to keep in mind is this. Brian Burns, he's going to want $28 million plus per year. That's it. There ain't no negotiation beyond that, Carl. That's what premier pass rushers are getting. That's what T.J. Watt is getting. That's what Joey Bosa is getting. That's the kind of money he's going to want on an average annual value. Are you prepared to pay him that kind of money when you have uncertainty at the mm. quarterback spot? That's I, why I love the trade for both yeah, sides. I agree. It makes sense. Like the Chicago Bears moved on for Roquan Smith because they didn't want to put $100 million plus into an inside linebacker. I, I don't think they have any reservations about putting $100 million plus into an edge rusher. Especially when you have $104 million in cap room this coming off. Yeah, there's that part too. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, in for Greeny. Can I, can I just hear it one more time? I just want to hear one more time, Jonathan Gannon, meeting Rondell Moore for the first time. Just one more time. Just please. What's up? Hey! What's up, man? How you doing? Good. 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 Shots, explosives, explosives. You can run. See, here's what's brilliant about the hey! Yeah, like there's you can you can take all the different <laughs> little pieces of it yes. and make them sound bites. You just heard it there. <laughs> even 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 the middle where he says good, good. Like if somebody who you don't really care for asks you how you doing. Good, I'm good. But here's the other part that confuses me <laughs> at the end of it, Carlin. You can run. Yeah, no, no, Sherlock. I know I can run. That's how I got to the NFL. I know I can run. Oh I'm five God. seven. I'm on a, on my good days. I know I can run. Oh. I don't need you to tell me that. So good. Pshum, pshum, pshum. It's so good. <laughs> That's how fast he's going to be out of Arizona. Pshum, pshum, pshum. <laughs> oh my God! Clown show. Can't the he... Arizona Cardinals are the clown show of the NFL right now. Canty, let's hear from Eric Bieniemy, the Commanders' new offensive coordinator, at a press conference just in the last hour. Here he is 
not focused on head coaching and the lack of opportunities right now. Being a head coach right now, it hasn't happened. It's not anything that's going to impact me moving forward because the only thing I need to concern, be concerned with, it's what's important today. Today, I got to be the best person that I can be. I got to be the best coach that I can be. And on top of that, I got to get these guys in this building to learn to trust me to get to know me, but also understanding what the term accountability means. And so I have to be accountable to these men. All right. So all that stuff about being a head coach, we can talk about that next year sometime. Right now, I'm focused on the job at hand. Yeah. And I love the messaging from Eric Bieniemy, And I love the fact that you had several players on hand. Terry McLaurin was there. Sam Howell was there. Logan Thomas, Cameron Curl. A lot of players were there in the building. Antonio Gibson, their running back, to hear what Eric Bieniemy had to say, but to also support the hire. Because I think this is an outstanding get for the Washington Commanders. Now, it's just a matter of circumstances, why he was available, and he felt like he needed to make the lateral move to increase his profile to get a head coaching job. But this is an outstanding get for Washington. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.